Hello everyone, Thursday afternoon, sun shining here in Michigan, which is really good. It's been a, a summer in September, uh, but I'll, I'll take that any day of the week. Uh, if you can hear me, type in yes in the chat area below. So I don't want to be talking to the sun or anything else. Bridget said yes. Thank you, Bridget. Tammy, appreciate your affirmations. Again, if you have any questions or any comments you'd like to make, uh, you type them into the chat area below, and I will try to respond to them as best as I can and in a timely fashion if I can. Okay. Um, one more thing. I want you to know that um, all of the Q&A sessions are in the free introductory level to the Infidelity Recovery Center. Uh, so the best way to get to them is to uh, sign up for the Infidelity Recovery Center, and you'll receive a username, password, and a login URL where you go here. And when you click on this little picture right here, it will take you to uh, these drop-down menus, and this these drop-down menus contain uh, our Q&A sessions. Here's the video and audio you can download you can listen to the uh, and watch the video here or you can download to your phone or whatever tablet or whatever device you you want to use and here's a transcript uh, of the session down there so to get to the free introductory level if you're not already there um, you can go to um, infidelityrecoverycenter.com slash member hyphen sp hyphen 7 hyphen 17 and uh, click the access button down here and you will then be given an email with their login username and password I think there's an easier way I'm let me check this a minute here yeah yeah there's an easier way go to infidelityrecoverycenter.com and go down here and click the free access if you haven't already uh, this is brand new. My Infidelity Recovery Center is brand new. I'm still working on it, kind of, um, getting the bugs fixed. And uh, I hope you can take advantage of this. It's, this is a lot of, basically, all my material, all my good stuff is in the Infidelity Recovery Center. I also have a um, an online course on marriage, which um, augments this. And uh, I'll give you information on that later. Okay. Let me get rid of this and fire away your questions. Okay. Mary checking in. Hi, Mary. Mary says, uh, spouse is not communicating about the affair. Now, year two. But he is home more and doing tasks he enjoys around the house. I see this as a good sign. Perhaps affair is waning. Question mark. However, he is still increasingly critical and verbally abusive. I am staying neutral, hoping this too shall pass. Um, Mary. Um, yeah. Um, maybe, maybe the 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 affair is waning. That's a possibility. Um, he may 
have an extreme difficult time talking about not only that, but about other things that um, are dear to his heart. And so you may, instead of relying upon his words and his communication to find out where he's at, you may have to look at his behavior. Sometimes the the only way to um, determine what a person is communicating is through behavior, and behavior can say a great deal. Uh, then Mary says, however, he is still increasingly increasingly critical. i got to find you, Mary. Uh, and verbally abusive. Mary, I don't like, I don't like that for you. Um, verbally abusive is not, is not good, to say the least. Uh, you say you're, you're, you're saying you're, you're staying, stay, staying neutral. Okay. Uh, it may be time to charge. Um, it may be time to set some boundaries. It may be time to say, um, directly. Um, I will not, I will no longer tolerate you calling me names or being critical of me, whatever he does that is verbally abusive and turn around and walk away or find some other way to confront him with the fact that you no longer will stand there and be a recipient of his abuse. You do not want to be the the toilet that he craps through. That's a kind of a gross way of saying it, but abuse is a gross. So um, please, please bear in mind that there might be times in which you want to consciously think about what you're, how you're going to respond uh, the next time that comes up. Okay, Mary, I hope that's helpful. Chris, what should you do if you really feel that your spouse is not following their heart? By choosing their, by choosing, keep jumping around here. Uh, by choosing their affair partner and staying with you because it's the right thing to do. What do you do if you really feel that your spouse is not following their heart by choosing their affair partner and staying with you because it's the right thing to do? What I hear you saying, Chris, is your your spouse or partner has. Um, ended the affair and has come back to your relationship, but it may be out of a sense of obligation or duty or doing what's right or as expedient perhaps. Um, but your partner is not there because he or she wants to be there. Um, can you broach that subject? Chris, are you are you willing to uh, unmute? That that might be a good topic to kind of dig into here because it. Okay, Chris says yes. Let's see if I can find it. Turn that off. Chris, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, Chris. Um, did I read your question correctly? Yes, you did read it correctly. Okay. Um, what's, what's your level of communication like with your partner? What's his name or her name? Uh, his name is Jeff. Jack? Jeff. Jeff. Yes. Okay. What's your, what's your communication like with Jeff? Um, we're fighting a lot. 
Okay. And um, I just believe that he is with me out of obligation because we have a child. Okay. Okay. What What's underneath the conflict? Um, just because he's still just being mean to me, and you know, I am just following my instinct of that he wants to be with me because he doesn't want to be a bad dad and because he doesn't, you know, want to be looked like the bad guy. He doesn't want to change his lifestyle. He doesn't want to have an expensive divorce. He, you know, is, because he said it too. He said, I'm doing the right thing. So. Okay. How do you respond to him? Please don't do the right thing. Like be here because you want to be here. Not you are obligated. Okay. Okay. What does he, how does he respond to that? He tells me that, you know, he is here, you know, because he wants to be. Okay. But you don't believe it. Not in my heart. No, your heart says, no, 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 this doesn't fit. All right. What, 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 what would happen if you'd say to him, Hey, you, you, Jeff, it seems like you really feel trapped. He's, he just denies it and just, you know, tells me I haven't been in contact with her. Can't you say I want to be with her? It was a big mistake. It was a big regret. Like everything, you know, on paper, so to speak, it sounds really good. But the day to day is, you know, he's kind of mopey and he, it just is a feeling of that, you know, it's out of obligation. Right, right, right. So if you say to him, Jeff, in a caring way, it sounds like you really feel trapped here. He would, he would start arguing with you? He get yes, yes. Anytime we talk so, about the affair partner, he gets well, so. He, okay, but you're not talking about the affair partner with him. What would happen if you'd say, "Hey, it sounds like you really feel trapped around here, around the home, or with me, or with your your your, your role?" I feel like it seems you. I I think you feel like you have to be. Um, you don't want to be the bad guy. He tells me, "Don't tell me how I feel." <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so this is, this is pretty much a, a huge brick wall, is it not? Yes. It's yeah. It sounds like if you try to be caring and compassionate, he's going to, he's going to reject you. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, like I said, he's doing everything right. Like doing the laundry and, you know, helping out around the house and he's always home and, you know, um, huh? but. But like, for example, this was the first business trip that he ever went on. And I, and he never called, he never anything. And it's like, well, you, I told him, I said, if you want to be with someone, you would be dying to call me or text me or he just didn't. I called him in the morning and then 13 hours went by and then I uh, called him to tell him good night. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's another angle for you to consider. What did that bring up in you when he never called you on his first business trip? Anger. And what's underneath the anger for you, Chris? Fear that he, you know, really wants to be with her because, you know, I can see their communications and I see that he talked to her morning, noon and night, texting, calling. And it's like, why don't you feel that way about me? Why did you feel that way about her? Okay. So you're seeing his communications. Does he know you're seeing his communications? Yes. He knows that I saw them. 
All right, and it's, it's okay with him? It's acceptable to him? He tells me to stop looking at them. Okay, but he's not really concerned about that. No, he, he's let me see everything, all his emails and his phone and everything, yeah. He hasn't been in contact with her, but it's like, I'm like, treat me a little bit like you've treated her. Like, you know, that you've, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you have some pretty important needs right now, don't you? Yes. I want to be, I was pushed aside and I don't, I want to feel special again. And it's like, I'm not getting that. Right, right. right. What's that like for you? Terrible. It makes me feel how's it, terrible. How's it terrible for you? Take it. Okay. What is that? What does that breath mean? It's just, I want it back how it was before, but I just know we can't be there. Okay. But what's it like for you now? Lonely. Lonely? It's, what's lonely like? It's like we're here together, but it's not, we're not together. And what does that mean to you? It means that he doesn't really want to be with me. And what does that mean to you? That I need to let him go. Okay. There's a part of you saying that you have to let him go. Mm-hmm. And what's that like? It makes me feel sad. And there's a part of you that feels sad. Okay. Yeah, because I still love him, but it's like well, what, I don't want to be. What, what's the second? Sad, what's the sadness like? It's. It hurts, you know, because it's like. Of course it hurts. And how is it? What's the hurt like? Deep, deep pain. Okay. Of and you're losing in something. Deep, deep pain. Okay. And loss, like loss. And lost. Okay. And it's there right now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Scale of one to ten, ten being as bad as it can be. How would you rate it, right, Chris? Nine. Nine. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sounds like you're really, really struggling with that pain and you're trying everything in your power to kind of get him to respond in a way that will help you uh, alleviate the pain. And he just refuses, downright refuses to do that for you. He's dug in his heels and he's not going to, he's not going to touch that with a 10 foot pole. That's right. And when he does that, then it makes me feel that, it, you know, he's it brings, protected. It brings up in you more pain and then you start comparing yourself to her and what she's getting and what you're not getting and, and around and around. Yes. Years, right? Yes. Yes. And then you get angry probably, right? Yes. Because anger covers the sadness and the fear and the whole thought that maybe you're not lovable. Yes. Am I, am I on target here? Yes. Because sometimes when we argue and it gets ugly, he tells me that, yeah, I'm not lovable. So, yeah, and you, at that point, you believe it? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. All right. Take a deep breath, Chris. I'm taking one. Okay. What do you hear me saying? <sighs> I don't know. I'm shaking. It's like I, I think I have to let him go, and it's just hard. Okay. And maybe... Maybe letting him go means living with my sadness for a while and my 
belief that I'm not lovable and creating within me the belief and the feeling that I am love, that I am lovable. Mm -hmm. Ridding my life of all the past memories and thoughts that led to me, that brought up in me the thought that I'm not lovable and that I'm going to lose. And generating a new or welcoming the, the, the part of you that is truly lovable, does truly have value. Okay, I'm getting a little carried away here. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, I, I, I know. Yeah, okay. Okay, has this been helpful? Very helpful, thank you. It's not going to do it for you. Not right. Right, right not, not right. You do this for yourself first and then see what happens with him. Mm -hmm. Once you start doing this for yourself, you know, he's, he's going to start, he's going to be a little bit squirrely probably because you're not playing his game. You know, the few times that I've had strength and I said, I'm not going to be a doormat anymore. I'm going to create boundaries. He would say, oh, that makes me scared for us. Yeah, yeah. He's, so, then he's afraid he might lose you. I know that's what I have to do. All right, good. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Okay, cool. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Chris, for your courage and your story. And I'm sure that all of us at one level can relate to something that Chris said. Wonderful. All right. Well, let's see who we got next here. Ron, my wife has told me that I do not deserve to have sex with her, that I have crossed lines with her sexually. I cheated on her. Now she is cheating on me. Ron, it sounds like a revenge type of affair, doesn't it? She's trying to get back at you. Um, that would be my guess. And um, she's withholding from you. You're, she's not going to give you sex. She's not going to be close to you. And she's saying to you, buddy, how does that feel? I've been there, done that. Perhaps. Maybe I'm all wrong. But uh, right off the top of my head, that seems to where that seems to be where this might be going. Ron, uh, can you type in whether that seems accurate or not? That is accurate. Ron said that that's accurate. Okay. Now, what do you do then when someone's having an, uh, um, a revenge affair? How, what, what, what do you do? Somebody type in. Let, let's play a little bit here. Somebody, all of you type in, what would you do if, you're, if your partner's having a re revenge affair? How do you manage that? What's the best, what's the best strategy? Anybody have any ideas? I don't see any. Listen to their reasoning. Chris is listening to their, listen to their reasoning. Okay. Okay. Uh, Bridget has question marks. Okay. Thank you, Bridget. What else? Empathy. Chris is empathy. Anything else? You know what I say in my ebook to affair number five? Two wrongs don't make a right. Here's what you do. You make their anger right. Ron, you say to her, you know, 
you are, seems to me that you're really, really honked off. You know, you're really, really ticked off and you have every right to be. I don't blame you. Your anger is legitimate. Withholding sex from me is part of it, I think, and it is legitimate. Can't say as I blame you. And you can take it to another level and say, how angry are you anyway? You know, she starts yelling and screaming. I can understand how you want to yell and scream. You want to yell and scream more? I can understand how you'd want to do that. Make their anger right. It kind of, it, it, it's a strategy that um, that often works. Ron says, uh, I'd say there's more to it than that, but this is definitely an element of revenge. Yeah, there's always more to it. Uh, that's a good point, Ron. Yeah, I mean, uh, people are complex. Infidelity is complex. There's more to it, but there's a pattern here of um, anger and revenge, and you can focus on that pattern, that channel first, and once you address it, once you experiment with making her anger right, then you'll see what else filters out around the edges, and then you address that. So again, this is a good point, Ron. Uh, when 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 you're in the, when you're in the midst of infidelity. Be aware of a pattern or a theme, a theme that runs through the uh, that runs through the affair. That's what I try to do in my uh, seven types of affair. There, there's a theme here that runs through it. Look at that theme, address that theme, experiment with some strategies to modify that theme, and then when you do that, other things probably will pop up, and then you address those. But pick out the major theme first of all. Okay. Okay, Ron says her first affair was with one of my friends, so definitely revenge there. Okay, good, good. All right, uh, let's go back here. Uh, Bill. My wife and I separated two and a half months ago. Former co-worker was emotional affair partner. He has since taken another job. Since then, wife has been much more agreeable, initiating contact, offering help in many ways, but still firm on wanting divorce if pressed. Her actions are definitely pointing in a different direction the last few weeks. I am tiring of it all, but feel a breakthrough might be near with patience. How much more patience is the question since we are very much in a delicate position right now? Any suggestions? Hmm. Okay. So, Bill, it seems like you're right at a tipping point, um, the way it sounds to me. Um, it's been two and a half months, and you're, you're indicating that she's moving closer to you. Uh, but if she gets too close, then she backs away and says, well, um, divorce is still a possibility if you press her. So it sounds like um, there's that push and pull, that there's a, there's a distancer and a pursuer, and uh, you're, you're trying to uh, look at that pattern. And uh, right now, uh, she, she has distance, but she's moving closer to you. Um, what you might want to do, Bill, is just uh, make a comment to her about... Um, the changes that you notice. 
and see where that takes you. Um, she'll do something that moves moves closer. She will do something that's agreeable or, or pleasant. Just make a comment about it. Say, you know, this is what I observed. It's kind of it's kind of nice. Uh, or thank her, and and see what happens. It may be followed by, and eh, you know, buzz off. Uh, she may do that to create distance. Uh, but the next time she moves closer, it may be a little bit closer. So I would hang in there. Uh, patience is probably a, a good idea, although you don't want to feel helpless. Patience is not helplessness um, or passivity. Um, you you want to be able to continue to, to declare to her your position, what's important to you, what you value. And as well, uh, again, I think make comments about what you see happening. Okay, Bill, is that helpful to you? Yes, okay, that's good, Bill. Again, there's a lot more to this, Bill, but uh, let, we're talking about focusing on themes and working through those. Okay, let's see what else we have here. Uh, Laura says, some of my husband's justifications were revenge, but not because I had an affair, but because of resentments he stored up and held against me. Yeah, uh, revenge doesn't always have to be with the fact that you had an affair, and so they're going to have an affair to make things even, even things up. Uh, resentment may be stored, especially in people who are um, that's highly ambivalent, okay? Uh, here's kind of a theme that I'll throw out to you. People who are highly ambivalent. In other words, there's a part of me that wants to be independent. There's another part of me that really is needy and needs people. And I'm not sure where I stand. I kind of flip-flop between those. And in the process, it stirs up in me resentment. Because I'm not, I don't feel like I'm in control of my life. I don't feel like I'm on target. So I resent some things. Basically, I resent me. So that resentment may be there because of an internal process. And after a while, after years, that resentment becomes, becomes projected out onto a spouse, a partner, or life in general. So that kind of resentment then also often comes from, hey, I'm not sure who I am. I want to, I want to be, be strong and powerful, but I feel weak and helpless. That type of push and pull inside often generates resentment, which comes out in different ways. Okay, does that make sense? Or any other questions on that? That's uh, um, that's a common kind of. Okay, I'm trying to. Okay. Um, Elena, I'm not sure I have time here, but let's let's work on this. I discovered my husband's emotional affair on June 26. It's not long ago, is it? Devastated, I asked him to leave. He has since moved in with his affair partner, and I am sure his affair is now physical. He has sat down with me, had a discussion, and told me he loves me, but no longer is in love with me. He is confused. Uh, but felt a disconnect for a while due to me not being as affectionate as I used to be, but asked that I not seek a divorce yet and give him time to think. 
It's been three months and I cannot take it anymore. What should I do? Oh, that's a biggie. That's a biggie, Lena. It's big because you're, this is so new and so fresh. And when it's so new and when it's so fresh, um, it can be terribly, terribly confusing and devastating. And it, it may take three months just to work through some of the shocks, some of the feelings. Um, and, you know, he, he's expressing here a couple things. He's, he's expressing he's confused. He doesn't know what he, he wants. Um, that may, that, that's an avenue to pursue. Um, he, he's blaming you for not being as, as affectionate as, as you used to be. So some changes took place in the relationship, in the marriage over a period of time, which is normal. You might want to talk about that if you can. And if I can scroll back here. Um, and he blames you, uh, which means he's absolving himself of any responsibility because he probably doesn't have a good idea of who he is at this particular point in time. So those are some things to cover. But Elena, what I want to say to you is that um, it's only three months and the feelings are still pretty raw. Um, there are a number of areas that you can look at here. Uh, if you haven't get a hold of my my ebook, Break Free from the Affair, um, and determine what type of affair it is, try to understand him better, the, the type of affair, and put into words your position, what you want to say. Uh, and first of all, <coughs> acknowledge your pain and hurt. Try to find out where that comes from and take some time to honor yourself. Okay, that's is about it. Again, if you want to get a hold of all the past Q&A sessions that are recorded, um, go to infidelityrecoverycenter.com, hyphens between each word, go down the bottom, click access here. If you want to um, purchase other levels in the recovery center, you know, you're more than welcome to do this, to do that. Um, boot camp is really, really helpful to get you started. And the my, my ebook, Break Free from the Affairs, in uh, level three. Okay, thank you all. I appreciate you, your words and your thoughts and your questions. Take care. And remember that, you know, this too shall pass. Thank you.